This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. New message. Hey man, it's Devin, you know, from that time you accidentally emailed me because you thought I was a different Devin. <laughs> oh, and your email signature said confidential. If you receive this in error, please delete. <laughs> That's so you. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat. When are we set in sail, Captain? <laughs> When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Oh, and uh, no, you did not receive this message in error. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to That Mill Podcast, edition number two of the 2021-2022 season. Hope you're doing well. My name's Omar, as always. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mickey Simpson. Hello, mate. Hello, sunshine. You all right? I'm all good. Good, good pal. I'm not bad. Enjoying um, my last couple of days of isolation at the moment, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I mean, I'm glad that you dressed up for me, you know, to kind of make me feel like I'm in the same sort of, you know, environment of being out and about still, mate. But, yeah, it's just aside from that, I'm all right. Yeah, no, I just wear a white shirt for tan, you know what I mean? That's, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did work on my tan last week, but it's kind of still here a little bit, but not too much, to be honest. The light is not too great, so I won't show it off. So. It's, um, it's not there at all for, for, for viewers who can't really see. He looks like a Albanian. Wow. Um, Sorry, Albanian. I, I can't think of the fucking word I wanted. Then it's not an Albanian. Albino. Albino. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, gonna sit, I'm gonna sit back a little bit more and then see if you can get a bit more light. Yeah, no, but, you, know. you still don't look like you got a tan, fella. Well, okay. Um, the third part of our. Kai looks more tan than you. Well, introducing the tripod. The third part of our uh, trio is Mr. Kai Bennett. Hello, mate. You're right. Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. Very good. You got a little tan there, mate. Was that from uh, Gillingham last night? Was it or just? No, that was that know? was cricket. That's that's. I'm waiting to bat in it and just standing there and you know you're getting a bit of a tan 
that's the first really or, or you could look at it the other way i'm out and i'm sunbathing one of the that's two that's it well you know collective i think um you're in the in-between state don't you so you know you kind of got just a summer to do whatever you want so if you didn't have a tan i don't know what you'd be doing otherwise so anyway <laughs> welcome to the show everyone obviously if you're new around here we stream it on youtube we also upload on podcast formats apple spotify uh amazon any sort of tiktok as well i mean do we upload yes, the podcast yeah. tiktok do we we can, yeah, I'll put clips on there, yeah. Okay, right. So, but we have social medias, which is what I was going to plug there. Um, and that is including TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at that mill pod. Uh, check us out. If you're new around here, be sure to subscribe, leave a like if you're new as well, and obviously leave a good comment or below. We always reply to them. It's good to get interactions on there. So be sure to check us out. In today's show, we're going to have two parts. Part one, we'll be talking about what we believe our strongest 11 to be for the season coming up. And in the second part, we'll be quizzing Kai on all things Gillingham yesterday and previewing the Ipswich game on Saturday. Let's get into it. Okay, welcome to part one. Guys, I thought I'd mix things up today a little bit. Normally, we go straight into a review of the game. Obviously, Gillingham was last night for us recording. Benefit listeners, it's Tuesday evening. Um, But we're not going to talk about Gillingham just yet. What I wanted to do, guys, is kind of put a little... uh, Twist it onto us a little bit early doors here, where I'm going to say, what is Mill's strongest 11? So, I mean, we're going to start with a stipulation. So I put a tweet out earlier as well, and a few people replied to it already. But it's quite obvious that Gary Wright is going to go with a five at the back, maybe a 5-3-2, three midfielders and two attackers. So we're going to pick our own 11, collective as a group here, of what we would play for Saturday with the idea that it'd be the same team that you'd play the week after at QPR. So we'll start here with the goalkeeper. You got an option between Bart Bukowski, George Long, and Ryan Sanford and Joe Wright. But I'm imagine we're gonna all go Bart here, right? Not for you to stitch us up on this, by the way. This wasn't in the show notes, but we we're we're, <laughs> well, we're, we're deal with it, we're professionals. But you know, it. please um, you know, try harder next week. Stick to the show notes for Christ's sake. I've got my show notes in front of me, I just didn't share yeah, yeah, with you. Show so. notes are different <laughs> to our show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> You're actually making us sound like we're professional. You're giving away our secrets here, show notes and everything as well. But come on, Kai, talk to me about your goalkeeping choice. It'll be Bart Bielkowski every day of the week, I take it, right? Absolutely. Well, yeah, at, at the moment anyway. Uh, you know, that was it last last year too. Second, second most clean sheets in the division and the year before that, joint top. So, yes, yeah. has to be Bart. You know, he's ever and two years on the trot. Fans play season. season. Which is yeah. the first time that's ever happened. Is that right, Mickey? No, it's not. There's about three or four. We had this. We had yeah. this debate with uh, with Neil when Neil was uh, on Friday Night Live. I think I found about... Darren Ward was one that I recall, and I think the yeah. other one was someone from the seventies, I believe. So the name escapes me at the moment, but I'm pretty sure we spoke about it about three or four times in Friday Night Live, like you said there. But yeah, I mean, Bart Bilkowski, I agree. I think all three of us agree there. Obviously, Bilkowski is the number one for Mill goalkeepers at the moment. I do like George Long. I think, you know, obviously we saw bits of him on Saturday against Arsenal. Um, he looks like a solid backup, obviously fielding the part in and obviously Long took his position there. But I guess cut games will be his chance for him to kind of, you know, show himself into the team. But we'll have to wait and see. It'll have to take a huge dip of form for him to take out of uh, Bart's place, so to speak. We'll move on to the defenders, three central defenders. For the right side of centre-half, I've gone with Daniel Ballard. You guys agree? I think it's... They've got a few options there, but I think Ballard, from what we've seen, Mickey, he seems to be a bit of a unit. And obviously, last night, on a few tweets online, a few match reports I've read, pick him up pretty much. Looks like the real deal for us. Yeah, I think he's going to do well with us. I think he's definitely the real deal. Um, 
and he needs to just get himself established. But I think, you know, on stuff I've seen online with him being able to stop balls, last man of defence, etc., I I think we need him in there. We need that person who, you know, whatever, whatever it takes, will make sure that that ball doesn't go in the net if it gets past the keeper. So, uh, yeah, definitely, cool. definitely. And hello oh. to his mum, who's... um who's following us so uh, yeah. <laughs> we're assuming that she listens to the show as well mate but you know Kai you've, you've seen Ballard up close and personal mate I mean you've obviously been at the training ground some against Fulham when he scored you saw him last night at Gillingham as well I mean talk to us about Ballard and what you think about him and obviously if you've problem with anyone else at right centre half let us know no he's fantastic um I was really impressed with him last night I thought he probably was the man of the match yesterday um really really good looks solid um in the air aerial ability was second to none um, his composure on and off the ball was was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's not scared to go into challenges. About five minutes in, he, he crunched one of the, the Gillingham attackers, and that sent the Millwall fans, you know, very very up, well, very happy. You know, him and Danny McNamara literally one after another went straight into them. Um, yeah, he looks really looks a, a a classic Millwall type player, but with but with um, now to say it, he's got. I think coming from Arsenal, he has that uh, coming passing out from the back attribute. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what Raoult wants to, to implement this year. So, yeah, really, really good um, signing and definitely right down a half for me. I suppose, I mean, the options we've got across the back line, obviously the next one we'll go for is the heart of defence. Oh, sorry, heart of defence. Um, but we, the other players that could play that side, I guess, are Hutchinson, who I'd probably, probably put in the heart of defence myself, um, and Alex Pierce. But I suppose you've got Marlon Romeo and obviously Leonard who could fill in at right side centre-half. But I think for me, Ballard wins that position and I'm pretty sure everyone agrees with that. And a few tweets I've seen online, everyone agrees. So, like I said, heart centre uh, defence, I've gone for Sean Hutchinson. Agreed, Kai? It's obviously an easy choice, I think. Yeah, I think Hutchinson suits that that center center of center uh, back position. Like with uh, Pierce used to play, didn't he? Before we had we used to have Hutchinson, Pierce, and Cooper, and he's just someone's going to marshal marshal the back and stay in between, keep Ballard and Cooper. Uh, well, whoever we go for a left center back, but I'm, I'm yep. Cooper. But um, they're going to keep them in check, and um, you know, look to bring the ball forward himself while while the other two sort of try and get forward a bit more, and he sort of sits in and and um, yeah, marshals the marshals the back five. So yeah. Definitely uh, him at the centre, centre-back. I think it's also what Raul wants to look for in the side. I think, you know, Hutchinson's got a bit of pace. He's not rapid, but, you know, he, he's he's got a turn of pace where he could be sweeping things up, any balls over the top. Um, he reads the game well. And obviously, you know, Hutchinson's been solid for us. I think he also had a bit of ropey start three or four years ago under Harris, obviously in that division, uh, League One at the time. But since then, he's just become, you know, a key present for us at the back, hasn't he, Ricky? Yeah, 100%. percent is um He's just a warrior for us, and he he puts, you know, he puts himself on the line, and and when he's in the team, we seem to play better. So definitely, he has to be in it. Cool. I mean, not Alex Pierce. That's that heart defence. Either of you two know for the best eleven. <laughs> Kai. Nah, not not for me. Um, I just prefer both for Hutchinson and, and Ballard. I think uh, in the in two there, and then obviously you have to have a left footer at left centre back, haven't you? So. Yeah, you've already said Jake Cooper there, left centre half, and I think I, I think I have to agree with you there as well. I think Cooper's obviously the ever present as well, alongside Hutchinson. But you know, Ballard in there as well. I think that completes a nice little trio there. Would you reckon, Mickey? Hundred percent, absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, you can't not have Cooper in the team. He's just so dependable, um, and also he can get you a goal occasionally. So you've got to definitely have him in there. So we'll go to the wing backs. I'll start on the left side. Scott Malone. I'm going to go for guys. I think. Um, 
obviously the options you got there, I suppose, is quite limited now. Shane Ferguson was obviously with us last year. He's since departed. You've got Scott Malone there. Kai, I think it's probably self-explanatory, isn't it, at the moment, considering his form last season? Absolutely, yeah. But but with but also someone that, that could play there, Murray Wallace. I think he's probably unlucky to miss out at centre uh, centre back now um, mm-hmm. with with Brad Ballard coming in. And I, I can't really see him getting in front of Malone either because since since probably Christmas time, Malone was was fantastic. I think was it Mar- Murray Wallace injured himself for a couple of months last year, or he I got injured so. and then Brad um, wasn't there. I think he had that's, that's right. Yeah, so he 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 dropped out and that gave Malone a real chance to stay in the team and, and show his quality, and he did. So for me, um, after he played well as well last night, um, looked looked dangerous, put a couple of really good crosses into the box. So yeah, for me, Malone has to be the left wing back. I think he's obviously, I think, you know, right wants his wing backs to bomb forward, you know, get on the ball, offer quality from the wide areas. And I agree with you, Murray Wallace is really unlucky to be missing out on this side, but it shows the competition in places we've got. But, you know, he's a dependable head to come in afterwards, I suppose. But for the wing back especially, I think um, Malone just offers that bit of quality in the wide areas, balls into the box. Um, and also dead play uh, set, set pieces he seems to be on top of at the moment as well. So, yeah, I think for me, that's kind of self-explanatory. Mickey, left wing back, Scott Malone? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's, he just seems a completely different player the second time around here, doesn't he? He just, you know, he, he, again, he's earned his place in that team um, and I don't really think anyone's going to take it off him. No, I agree with you. So, I think a debatable one, I think all three of us are going to agree with the same player here for right wing back, but... It's competition here anyway. Obviously, you've got Danny McNamara and Marlon Romeo. Mickey, I'll let you choose. Who are you going to go for? And then we'll see if we agree with you or not for the right wing back. I think we're all going to choose the same player here. Um, I'd go Danny all day long. Danny Mack, yeah. Kai, Danny Mack? Yeah, Danny Mack. Yeah, I think I'm the same as well. I did, I did predict that. I think everyone's in the same opinion as well online on our tweet that we put out earlier today. I think Danny Matt is just obviously coming to the side and since he's loaned spell at St Johnston earlier on this year, he's just kind of stole the show, hasn't he, at right wing back guy? Yeah, definitely. I think he's um it's a really good competition for places in there though, isn't it? Because Marlon Marlon was our ever present right wing back for, for, for many many for a few years, wasn't he? So yeah, it was good for him to have that. Um it's good for him to have that competition and um I think what Danny brings is a little bit more uh, technical ability um, mm-hmm. going down the right. I think a little bit better. I think he's a bit better technically in terms of his crossing and his passing. Um, but but are both are both are fantastic. So it's it's really good to have a competition for places in their positions. I think defensively as well, Matt Lamara just offers. He's a bit more. I think like you said, obviously about the crunching tackle last night. I mean, obviously I wasn't at the game, but I can imagine exactly the kind of tackle you're describing there. But also like he seems to read the game quite well as well, and I think. With with uh, Marlon Romeo, he always uses pace to get out of scenarios. This is obviously good, like a, a fullback so I typically got a lot of pace, but I feel like he'd be prone to a mistake, but he'd be able to get his way out of it because of his pace. But Matt Lamar just reads the game much better for me, I think. What do you reckon, Kai? Yeah, definitely. I think the amount of times last night they made so much space outside, out, out on the right, there was such throw-ins on the left-hand side near the dugout. And, you know, it, all, all it took was someone like, you know, Murray or Malone to, to switch the play over to Danny. And he would have been gone. I mean, we did it very few times because it's quite hard to get out of them scenarios. But the amount of space he did create down the right would have caused so many problems had he been able to get the ball and go. So, yeah, whereas with Marlon, I thought he, I, I always used to remember he always used to come up much more uh, narrow and mm-hmm. look for the ball there and then use the space and go go right. But with Danny, he was sort of hugging the touchline. And, and if he would have got the ball, it would have been really dangerous down that right-hand side. Definitely. I think uh, we're all in agreement there with obviously right-wing back positions. We'll move into midfield. I think this is probably... The most high competition position of the pitch, maybe at the moment. Six really good options for Mill at the moment in the central midfield. 
Uh, obviously, I'll read them out to you. Ben Thompson, I'm just going based on who's been in the longest, by the way. Not necessarily saying he's going to be in my team. Ben Thompson, um, I'm going to go for, obviously, you've got Ryan Leonard's, you've got George Savile, you've got Keithton Belt, you've got Billy Mitchell, and you've got George Evans. I mean, Kai, I'm just going to come to you and say, pick three for me who will be in your midfield three for me. Uh, Billy Mitchell, Ryan Leonard, and Savile. Okay. Um, I, I just I think that last night, um, I thought Leonard had a, had a decent game. Um, mm-hmm. In all honesty, I thought um, probably George Evans was he struggled last night. Evans um, just just sort of um, even his free kicks they they weren't really past you know going past the first man. Um, he, he lost the ball quite a few times in, in possession. I don't know whether that's a lack of match fitness or just a you know just you know lack or lack of fitness altogether. I'm not sure, but Leonard played all right considering he's been out for all that time. Um, mm-hmm. So he has to get in my team. And when Billy Mitchell came on, he 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 was he was lively. So. I think he has to definitely get in my team, and then obviously Savile speaks for himself with the with the goals and the creativity that that he can that he can offer in in uh, going up the uh, forward. I mean, I'm going to sound really boring, but my midfield three is exactly the same as you. I mean, Mickey, you got any anyone to rival there? Obviously, Keithton Bell's not been mentioned. Obviously, he's, he's he'll have his time and place, I suppose, in the side. But I think the midfield three, I'm agreed with Kai here, it picks itself a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Leonard Savile Mitchell definitely hands down has to go. And we've got enough there to do a rotation. You know, we've got five subs going in. So realistically, when their legs get a bit tired, we can bring replacements on 60, 65 minutes. And when he can suddenly put a bit of life back into into that midfield. So I think they are definitely the starting three. Um, but we've got enough um, quality on the bench to be able to, to liven that up if if we are getting, you know, run rugged around that area. We've got enough to be able to change it. So, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think they are um, the best three to to pick as a starting lineup. definitely. I think we're all expecting Savile to be the furthest forward, obviously, for his goals, like Kai was saying there. So, obviously, he scored 10 the last season with us uh, before he went to Middlesbrough, I think, three years ago now. I've, I'm expecting big things from him again. I mean, Kai, you only saw a glimpse of him yesterday. We'll talk about a bit of the game, obviously, in a bit more detail after this part. But how did he look yesterday from what you saw? Was he still the same Savile? Uh, funny enough, he didn't play further forward yesterday. Um, I think he came on for... I think Evans and Leonard came off and then Billy and Savile came on. Right. And Mahoney came on as well, I, see. I believe. So Billy and Savile played in the two and Mahoney floated in the 10. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would have expected Savile to play if Mahoney wouldn't have come on. But he played there and, and, and Mahoney played a bit more further forward. So Savile had that bit more defensive responsibility on his shoulders, I guess. Yeah. Um, so he didn't see the free-flowing Savile that we were that we, that we might expect. But I'm just wondering if he's done that just to give see what Mahoney's like in that 10 position. Because I know he's played him left wing back. So yeah. He can play left wing back. He said he can play... Um, in up front with 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 whoever plays up top, he can play. Now he's trying number ten. He can play him on both wings as well. So I'm just wondering, maybe he's experimenting and see where else Mahoney can play. Um, but yeah, Savile when he got on the ball, he looked good. He didn't really make any mistakes on the ball. Um, passing's always good, isn't it? And then yeah, he looked to create stuff, but there wasn't much movement yesterday, which was the only disappointing thing. But I think as players come back, like Jed and Bennett, and and hopefully if Obi comes good, they'll hopefully be able to link up well. I mean, you mentioned obviously the players further forward there, so we'll move forward to the full side of the pitch. I mean, we've mentioned Mahoney there, but I suppose for me, he wouldn't really feature in my front two. I'd go for at least for the start of the season. I mean, I'm hoping big things from a phobia. So for that reason, I've got to back him because obviously Rowett signed him. But a phobia and Dred Wallace as my front two, what do you reckon, Kai? Agree with that? Or I think I, I, if you'd asked me that probably yesterday before I went to the game, I would have. Said hundred percent, definitely. 
I just wonder whether Benicophobia is lacking a little bit of match fitness. Um, mm-hmm. At Gillingham yesterday, sort of, he struggled. Him and Bennett struggled to get into the game yesterday. They were sort of, um, you know, we kick Bart was going long or the defenders were going long or they were trying to go through the middle. But when they did get them to their feet, Gillingham players were just a little bit stronger, yeah. both of them, um, and they weren't able to turn. I mean, Bennett, a phobia near, so nearly scored. Uh, Malone's gone bursting down the left wing and Afobi's took up a really good position in the box he's cro- he's found him and he looks it looks like he's going to tap it in defenders clearly pulled him back um, the referee didn't give anything um, but yeah you can see his movements quite clever he make, he make, he's a bit like he looks a bit like Gregory in the way that he makes runs down the line and tries to make space down the line yeah. um, so I'm hoping he'll come good uh, I just I think he probably needs a little bit more match time so yeah I'm hoping if he does come good, I think Jed and Jed and Afobi will be the front two. But I think that's harsh on probably harsh on Bennett. But I think you have to leave someone out, don't you? So yeah, you know it's, it's harsh on Bennett as well because Bennett Bennett had a really good end to the season last year. I go. I guess Mickey, that's a highlight in the options we've got. Obviously up front. I mean, I worry hearing what Kai's saying now. I want to talk more about this in the second part. But creativity seems to be slacking a little bit, and I'm thinking that's obviously because Wallace ain't in the team again, and we had that last season. But I think that highlights, you know, maybe. With this team, like no Wallace, no party a little bit for Mill, I feel like. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and we don't want to get into that, we don't want to get into this season with that same uh conundrum what we had last season, where mm-hmm. you know, when Wallace Art isn't um firing all cylinders, we look um like a bad team. We we need to make sure that the players who we want to score goals are hitting the hitting the mark. Um and we need Wallace firing on all cylinders. Uh, hopefully be back for Saturday. Is he injured at the minute? Or, or? He's nursing a niggle, I think. He's got some sort of strain. Kai, do you know? I can't remember. Uh, slight rib injury, apparently. Yeah, I think so. He's nursing it, but I think he's rumoured to be hopefully fit for Saturday. Mm. I think so. once he's back, we can see where he's like, where he is and how he is, and then go from there. But again, it's the same as midfield. We've got some, you know, potential chain, you know, game-changing players sitting on a bench. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, realistically, I suppose the starting two has to be a phobia. The, the club has seemed to put so much emphasis um, over the last week or two on the phobie, on the PR process, the shirt launch, everything. For a lone player, we've seemed to put him right at the, the front of this this campaign for whatever reason, um, unless potentially, you know, he's going to get signed at the end of this loan deal or something, I don't know. But they've put loads of effort. So, you know, that's got to be for a reason. So we just hope that, he hits the ground running and, and he starts scoring, you know, 15, 20 goals we need. Valid points there, to be fair. I mean, I don't often read too much into the club PR because it's obviously different to row it, but I think this is hopefully the number nine that we want. And yeah, you're right in saying that, to be fair. It's fair, very fair points. So there you go. That's our 11. To recap, that is Bart Bielkowski in goal. We've got Ballard, Hutchinson and Cooper. We've got Malone and obviously Danny McNamara, right wing back and left wing back there. Midfields, we're going to have two holding midfielders of Billy Mitchell and Ryan Leonard's. We didn't really talk too much about them, but obviously they offer the same quality that we all expect. George Savile pushing on from midfield with a phobia and Jed Wallace up front. I think that's a solid team, Kai, isn't it? I, I do look forward to the season. I mean, we'll talk about the, the quality problem now, actually, I feel like, because it's a nice little segue to get onto. But I, I just worry that team, it, it's obviously got, this team will be difficult to beat, same as last season. Be, if you if you beat us three or four nil, you're a really good side to have done that, in my opinion. And we don't have too many off days, but I just think we're not going to tear teams apart with the set we've got with Rarit. I don't think. 
No, I think that's I think that's probably fair. I think that if the uh, I think if if Jed and uh, Phoebe and Savile start to if they click like they did at I think they were all together at Wolves, weren't they at one point? Um, so I think if they can click and they can get can get going, there's goals from the midfield as well as I mean Jed scores how many t- 10, 11, 12 a season roughly on on average over the last couple of years, and the Phoebe can I mean what I think he scored did he score about twenty twenty five against at Wolves a couple of years ago? He did. Um, yeah. A couple is generous a couple of years ago. It's four or five years ago now, which is the problem oh, yeah. a lot of people have highlighted with a phobia. But I, yeah. I agree with you. I'm, I'm hopeful we could be the man. Yeah, fingers crossed. I think uh, probably a lot. He's a lot younger than about 24, wasn't he? So yeah, yeah. That, but he's only he's only 28, isn't he now? 28. So so it, it's still early for him, and he's still but he's coming into hopefully his peak of his career at this point. Yeah. At so he's you know I'm hoping that he's got a bit more experience and and he knows how to you know come good off a little bit of pressure as well. Um, but I still think if he can get some match fitness going, and, he, and once I think what we said about Troy Parrott last year, if he scores one, he'll score, he'll score quite a few. Problem with Parrott is he never did score one. Um, Very true. But I'm hoping with a phobie, if he does score one, we'll get him, we'll get him off the ground and run him. I think that's it's very fair points there. I mean. It's just I worry that I think from what I was reading last night from a lot of people online on Twitter reaction, it's just with the, the setup is it doesn't lend the chance to give the opportunity to the strikers. So you know the strikers won't get four or five chances a game; it'd be one or two. And I mean, Mickey, like I said, that it's a pragmatic approach. You know, like you can't knock it. We've come top half finishes two years in a row in the championship. First time we've done that in how many years? Probably fifteen years since the two thousand four two thousand five era. But it's just I wonder how long that will last if we have games where we're not creating a lot. We're drawing nil-nil. We've got five draws in a row again, like we did last November. Except this time, there's a full house den there. How long would you know? How long until some players, people start to turn there? I feel like I, I, I can't see the fan base taking loads of draws um, and sitting back on your laurels and just you know trying to bear the game out. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think looking at a team realistically, we're going to be scoring four, five, six nils. Um, at all but saying that it depends if we can open teams up and and finally the wings and the, and the midfield can can stick chances on to to those up top then yeah maybe but i can't see it i think we're gonna we're gonna nick games one maybe two one um but i don't think there's gonna be any big so you know those who do bit big we might get one or two games where we score decent numbers but i think as a rule um, they're going to be one nils, maybe two ones. The caveat today is obviously this is us being a little bit of a devil's advocate, but I'm, I'm still very confident about this season, and I hope that yeah, yeah. it is a season we, you know, we can really kick on this year. But we'll have to wait and see. I think um, I'm going to read out some tweets. Um, obviously, thanks guys for replying to them. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at that mill pod. We often put out little surveys out or little, you know, polls or and read out your replies that I'm back to you now. So obviously, I asked the question. What would be your sort of lineup you'd expect going into the season? Similar sort of thing to what the three of us just did here. Um, and f- we've got someone replying with with uh, buying goal, Danny Mac. This is D5435884, by the way, sorry. Uh, Danny Mac, Ballard, Hutch, Cooper, Malone, Evans and Leonard in midfield with Savile and also Jelenophobia up front. So very similar to us. I think the only change there was he's took out Mitchell for Evans. Um, James says the 5-3-2 has to go. I mean, they pressed us really well last time out. I think he's talking about QPR actually here. And uh, five for two against the QPR has to go. They pressed really well last time out, and we didn't have enough bodies for to break out. Interesting topic of the conversation there. But I mean, it's it's valid, isn't it, Kai? I mean, we've only done five three two every game pretty much this preseason, so it's surely going to be here come the first game of the season. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I do agree, though. I think that we we do need to have a we need to have some sort of uh, we need to have some sort of ability to be able to change our, our formation on on games. I mean, I know he wants to stick with the five three two and the, or the five two three, whatever way. But but well, maybe at home, can we go more attacking? Can we go four two three one or four four two even? So I mean, just to break it up, because otherwise teams you can become a bit too predictable, and the teams sort of turn up know exactly what you're going to go. If you if they if they turn up and they expect you to play five three two, and then you play four two three one. It's going to be a bit of a shock, and they're going to have to sort that out in the hour before kickoff, and they're probably going to be a bit, a bit lost there. So, you know, if we can, if we can sort of change the way we play and, and mix it up, I think we'll be a lot more um, unpredictable and, and harder to beat. I suppose, Mickey, that's when we got to use our versatility. The players we've got in there that are versatile: Leder could play right back, centre back, midfield. Savile could play left wing back, midfield. You name players on the team sheet. Sometimes it's hard to work out who plays where, and that could be an advantage, I suppose, for Mill if we do want to start mixing things up. I agree with Kai. I think that. He's played this all the way through pre-season. He's giving teams um, how to figure us out. And I think if he carries on through it through the full season, I think we're going to get found out. Like we did when um, we had Harris, we were found out. Um, difference between Rat and, and, and Harris is that Rat can play a plan B um, or a plan C to a degree. But um, I still think, you know, Going into season, we should play different, you know, more definitely more attacking at home. You've got the fans on side. We're going to have full houses. We need to have, at least at home, have an attacking style of football um, rather than away. Yeah, you know, go, go, you know, go to standard formation. He, he, he likes a 5 3 2 uh, away from home, but at home, we've got to have a, a, a lot more attacking. It's interesting, I mean, because um, Wall Talk, when they were in Scotland, did like a, obviously a few different like podcasts over like three or four days. And one of them was with Joe Carnell on the show, who is obviously Gary Rowett's like right-hand man, so to speak. Like he lives with right when they're down in London. They work non-stop when they're in London together. And obviously he's like the kind of go-between like for the coaching staff. And he was quite he was quite clear that you know this formation they've worked on like as in before they even came to Millwall they knew this was what they wanted to play if you remember when Rat first came in he played a back four played Thompson in behind like Smith or whoever was up front at the time and then he's changed it but it sounds like this was like an intentional thing and they wanted this to be like this is the way we're going to play in our next job so I think if we get it right it will be good but obviously it's just it's it's frowned upon as defensive you play five at the back kite you're instantly thinking it's defensive aren't you it's just but I guess if you've got the wing backs bombing forward Malone and McNamara and they're getting more involved and they're almost wingers you know you look at England for example when they click it at the right time you know it, it works so it's it's just getting the right balance for it I suppose yeah definitely I think also it could be looked at as a three-five-two as well um mm-hmm. with a midfield being packed and and trying to break forward, break the lines that way. But yeah, I think people do look at it as a 5-3-2 and, and to, that does look defensive. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously football isn't FIFA, but FIFA, you want to defend, you want to defend your lead, you play a five at the back, don't you? So mm-hmm. I think that is probably that, that is the way it looks. Um, but no, it, it could be effective if it's, if it's utilised well. Um, if we, if our wing backs go forward like they should do and, and we can get uh, service into, into the strikers, um, yeah, it definitely could work well because, as we know, we're we're hard to break down. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a, a couple more tweets to read out. Tommy here saying, similar to us, Bart, Danny Mac, Ballard, Hutch, Cooper and Malone, Mitchell, Leonard and Savile, but he's gone for Bennett instead of a phobie with Jed up front. 
So like you said, Kai, you know, it could be a valid option. Bennett did finish the season quite strongly. I think he had a couple of injuries already this preseason though, hasn't he? Which is just like the, always the frowned upon thing with Bennett. I hope he does stay fit and gets a good run out and obviously can have a run of games like he did last season and then end of the season. Mishka Hall went for the same team as us. He went Bart, Danny Mack, Cooper, Hutch, Ballard, Malone, Leonard, Mitchell, Sav, Wallace and the Phobie. Phil Clark replied to that saying, like the look of that, I think Bennett needs a starting birthday. So... Yeah, again, if you pay through the fielders. Want a great way to recognize your employees? Check out Custom Inc. Have you ever thought about doing something special for your customers? Custom Inc. can do that too. And wouldn't your team love some custom gear? Custom Inc. is ready. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Plus, everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at custominc.com. With bills to pay and debt piling up, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. Personal loans through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track financially if eligible. Our secure application process allows you to customize the terms that work for you and your budget. So check your eligibility today without affecting your credit score and help get your finances back on track. NetCredit, a more personal, personal loan. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com partners for more information. And only two up front you're going to sacrifice an attacking player aren't you there so yeah I mean I think a lot of people agree with us on the team Adam Devella went for Matt Smith and Bennett up front no Wallace so that's interesting I mean I'd say Wallace is key to us but we'll have to obviously people have got different opinions there but I think that's the other part one anyway Mickey you got anything else you want to add before I moved on there no just remember if you listen to this tomorrow morning then no QPR tickets are on sale there you go. Look forward to that. I mean, what price are we looking at for to keep your tickets? I'm, I've not checked yet. Hopefully it's uh, hopefully it's not 30, 40 quid. But um, yeah, we'll move on to anyway to part two. And uh, we might update you with the price as well of the tickets when we come back. And welcome to the second part of the show. I'm going straight to Kai here. This is our part where we talk about last night, Gillingham away. First game back, I guess we'll go to the more important topic. How was it like to see Mill in the stadium, mate, and have a crowd of fans there? Fantastic, uh, brilliant. Um, it's just nice, just nice to be back. Um, the the sort of the way they came out and you know clapped the fans, it was just nice. The night, the first the first song, no one likes us, no one likes us was was brilliant. Um, yeah, overall, it was just a fantastic, fantastic evening. And you know, even despite the the you know average performance as such, I thought. Just nice to be back in a football stadium, and I sort of even now I'm looking past the, the performance. Just it was be brilliant to be back, and the and it was great for the fans to be back. And I thought you know it was it was a really really good night. The anticipation and the highs, and thinking ambitiously about Millwall, followed by the inevitable low. It's just Millwall, isn't it? I suppose in that sense. Yeah, I mean, get back in the stadium within five minutes. The referee is cheating as such you know I mean? you can't say that but um you know he, he was awful all night and i you know when he mill fans are singing to him he's smiling he's laughing away and that that just makes it even more annoying than than than, than giving a free kick i thought you know he it, it's just a you, you wait 18 months to go and watch Millwall play and you come back and it's exactly how it was when you left um yeah. you know the that you they're, they're very they're really frustrating to watch at times um, but when they do score and when it does work, it, it's it's brilliant. Um, the referee and Linos are, are convinced, just making it uh, tough for us. Um, but no one likes us. We don't care. So That's it. I love that, mate. I mean, Mickey, one more thing before we talk about football. Uh, we wore a new kit yesterday night. 
our new away top. Fucking thing of beauty. There you go. Um, and I do like the fact that they are looking more like polo shirts than they are football shirts, um, which is probably, you know, one of the things where actually it shows that they might get football fans or might get Millwall fans just a little bit. But other than that, no, it's a thing of beauty. It should have been our, our first kit, not the second kit. Uh, if there's any negativity with it, it should have been plain plain white. But you know what? It's still a white shirt, and uh, and I like the white shirt. So yeah, Kai, you saw it in IRL, so to speak, in real life. Loved it. Yeah, really, really nice. Um, looks lovely. Just just everything about it is nice. It looked classy, and um, yeah, it's the promotion kit, so it's gonna be good. Promotion kit, love it. Come on, talk to me about the game, mate. I mean, I was just looking through the team, obviously that I've got in front of me here. Uh, I've got Barton goal yesterday night. How, I mean, how was it to see Bar? Obviously, he didn't play last week, did he? Against Arsenal, is he looking in, in good kind of form going to season? Yeah, looks solid as always. I mean, their goal. I mean, people might argue that he could have maybe done a little bit better uh, with it. It sort of hit the post and went in, but it looked it was almost quite. It was quite quite a slow, um, slow strike as such. Um, I mean, as soon as it was hit, I thought probably this is probably in. Um, but yeah, I thought Bart had a, a good game. He controlled his area really well, and you know, does uh, they're they're looking to pass play a bit more uh, short now by the looks of it. Um, they mm-hmm. uh, you know we mentioned this the other day, didn't we? But um, they're looking to roll the ball out and and go short from goal kicks if they can. Danny's dropping deep, Malone's dropping deep, so it looks like they're definitely trying to trying to play from the back a bit more, which was which is dif- different, and that's I guess that's. We were going back to about being a bit more unpredictable, so we can yep. go both ways. With Matt, even even when Matt Smith came on, they were still going short at times, so mix it up a little bit. So yeah, it looked it worked well. I mean, the rest of the back five was McNamara, Ballard, Pierce, Murray, Wallace, and Malone. Any standouts for you last night then from them five? Uh, Ballard and Malone were, 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 were Ballard was exceptional. Malone was was very good as well. Um, he looked like he was going to cause the problems for us um, when, when we did when he did get on the ball. Ballard was. Was brilliant. He was very, very good. With, I thought with with pretty much everything he did, um, uh, you know, his distribution was good. His aerial ability was good. I think everyone's excited about him, especially in the ground last night. I heard a lot of good comments, and people were excited about about his performance. So yeah, he looked good. I mean, Pierce, to be fair to him, didn't put didn't put didn't too didn't do too much wrong. If if anything, really, he was quite quite good last night. So that was really good. Uh, Murray Wallace is obviously brave, and and you know. He's a, he's, you know, we, we always say he's like a, he's a mountain, he's a machine. So, um, yeah, I thought he was very good as well. I thought he was good as well. And uh, Danny was, Danny was pretty good as well. So the, the defence wasn't, I thought no one in the defence sort of let themselves down or had a bad game as such. I thought that most of them all had average games and decent games, but Ballard stood out for me. I mean, midfield, you've got Leonard Thompson and George Evans. How was Thompson? I guess he played the further forward of the midfield three, I take it. Yeah, he tried to get on the ball. Um, he tried to tried to get on the ball, and he, he misplaced a couple of passes a couple of times. But again, match fitness. Um, we always know that that Thompson works his socks off, and he and he did last night. He gave everything for the calls. Um, you know, he lacks that. He does lack a little bit of composure sometimes, and maybe a bit of technical ability. But you know what he doesn't have in that, he tries to make up for in his in his in his hard work. So you can't knock him for that. I don't think you can ever knock Thompson for the for the effort he puts in. Talk to me about Bennett and Afobi being up front together. I mean, I saw a comment online to say, like, you know, there's no real presence up top when it's just the two of them up top. But obviously, they're quite mobile and they get about there, I suppose. Were they pressing quite high? Yeah, um, they were pressing quite high. I thought Bennett worked. worked. There was a couple of times Bennett worked back so well. He was exceptional uh, working back. He uh, There was one time that um, I think I can't remember who lost it, but it was almost from like they almost looked like they were going to counter us. And Bennett's 
sprinted back, given everything, and he's he's put a good challenge in, and we came away with the ball again. So he works. He did work hard, and a phobie tried to run the channels. He tried to get the ball into the feet. Whether the pass wasn't quite there, or whether he wasn't strong enough to hold the Gillingham defenders off, because they were they were quite they were quite big centre backs there, centre backs as well. And with Bennett and a phobie being quite small, um, you know, I think Bennett's only five. What's Bennett five five eight five nine, and a phobie probably probably similar. Um, they did work hard. They worked hard up there. Um, but no, I thought that when Smith came on in the second half, there was a bit more of a presence up there and we had a bit more of a target, man. But but they sort of struggled. But I'm hoping as they get match fitness, they'll both come both come up to speed again. That's it. I mean, obviously with Smith, obviously he was involved with the goal, wasn't he, yesterday? He came on in the second half. Um, Cooper, obviously, I think he came on at the hour mark, didn't he? But obviously he got his first goal of pre-season, so to speak. So, yeah, I mean, talk to us about the goal, was it? I think it was a set piece again, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, so it was Mah- Mahoney drifted the ball across the face, sort of he's from a corner, so he's drifted it right into the back post. I, th- I personally, I thought the chance was gone. I thought it was too close to the keeper. Um, there was a couple of chances last night where, um, a couple of corners last night where we we just, you know, we just stood it up too much, and it was easy for the keeper to come and come and grab it. That one was a bit more had a bit more pace on it, but it was floated towards the back post. Matt Smith heads it back across, and Cooper just nods it in. Um, I believe Cooper scored there a couple of years ago when we went there for pre-season as well. I think um, he might have done. Maybe I think it was a similar. It was a similar sort of goal as well. It was yeah. It was a good. It was a good finish. It was good positioning from him. But when he came on, we looked we looked massive up there. We had Ballard, him and and Murray, um, as well as Smith. I mean, the only person you're really missing there is Hutchinson. So yeah, we mm-hmm. looked much bigger than them, and and that's why I think that's probably where where we um where the where the goal well the goal came from that, and that's where we got our equaliser from. Absolutely. I mean, so with that, we've scored set pieces galore, but rightly so, I suppose, with the height we've got in our team, right? So it only makes sense that we are a threat from these positions. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to see us score a few more from open play, um, but I think that will come as, as you know, players who have got the, as as, I, as we were saying earlier, you know, Savile was on the bench for 70 minutes or so yesterday and Jed didn't even play. So they're, they're, there's two really creative players there. So, you know, Without them too, maybe you can't expect to score so many open play goals. But once they do come back and hopefully they link up with players, I think it'll be a knock-on effect. I think once them two come back and they start linking up with the Phoebe and Bennett and, you know, players around them, I think they'll all they'll all sort of um they'll all bet they'll all get better with each other around. It's one of them one of them situations that they'll be better better together rather than individuals, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So they'll work well as a team. So yeah, I, I think I think that will come. But yeah, set pieces are, are, are our strength, aren't they? I suppose it's a beneficial thing to have to go into the season anyway, nonetheless. I mean, Mickey, obviously, one more draw against Gillingham yesterday. Doesn't really get us too related, I suppose. But I'm sure on Saturday against Ipswich, we'll hopefully see more of a side that, you know, kind of resembles what Routes after, like we debated in the first part. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, I'm a bit disappointed that we went down so early yesterday. Um, but yeah, I think... You know, a few comments I've seen online and whatnot. It looks as if there was more Millwall fans there than Gillingham fans spread across all access to the stadium. So um, I've seen camera angles from from both sides. So look, it's a it's a training game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's you know it's a preseason game. They're always either you know really really you know look fantastic or they're complete and utter dog shit. And to draw one nil against Gillingham. Doesn't really doesn't really tell the full story, does it? I mean, it's just about. I think he's just getting people match fit. I think Saturday's uh, is the game where we're we're go for it, ready for um, the following week when we take on QPR. 
Yeah, and I think uh, post-match from Rowett, a lot of that was kind of there. You know, he said he's obviously erring on caution with players. Obviously, Saville was involved for the first time yesterday in 10 days. He was isolating and, you know, it's been quite cautious with players in their minutes. Obviously, no Wallace, like we said, you know, Bennett's still coming back up to full fitness after a couple of knocks as well. You know, we're not quite there to the full side yet. So, we'll hopefully see on Saturday, Kaido, a more rounded side that, you know, hopefully will be the side we're taking to the game against QPR. Yeah, and I think Ipswich will be a really good test. I think how many signs? About eight signings, haven't they? And I saw yeah. they signed Connor Chaplin yesterday from Barnsley. They've signed Edmondson, um, Piggott. They've signed some really good players. So they look like they'll be a really good test. They, I think they won yesterday as well. I think they played as well. So it'll be a really good test for us. Um, hopefully with players back like Jed and Savile. I mean, I don't expect probably Jed to start because of the, the injury, but hopefully even just come on. Um, but Savile may start as well. But... Um, I think it'll be a lot more close to the team that will be next week uh, against QPR. So, yeah, it'll be a good game and it'll be a good test and a good run out for, for them and uh, looking ahead to the to the week after. I mean, whilst we maybe struggle for goals, it's we scored three yesterday at Colchester. It was a 3-3 draw, though. So, obviously, quite an end-to-end game nonetheless. But, yeah, you mentioned that. Obviously, there's, you know, further... I think they've got Joe Piggott in there, you know, the striker from Wimbledon. Um, so, they've got, you know, real kind of ambition there to kind of make a go of it so it will be a good test for Mill nonetheless to see if we can go one more I mean Mickey we've got some ticket details about QPR what I'm impressed about most is okay the price is from 28 to 33 pounds you say we've got upper and lower tier mate for QPR it's brilliant isn't it it's fantastic do you want to know a little secret as well go on tell me from from my fan on the board day the reason they do this with, with obviously with the, the ticket sales and everyone always panics go oh, no am I going to get a ticket am I going to Basically, the club will work out how many fans have got 560, how many fans have got 550, and then members... Oh, you're, you're, talking, about loyal, you're talking about loyalty Yeah, yeah, with the loyalty okay. right. Basically, the club's worked out that every person who's got 560, if they want a ticket, they will get one. Mm-hmm. Same as, you know, the 550, the 560, 550, and then the 130, 140. So all of those people within that bracket they've worked out that if they want a ticket, they're going to buy one within that period, they will get one. And then obviously those those spare tickets what are available after that will then go on by the looks of it onto, onto general sale from next Tuesday. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a good away. I mean, how many, t- how, much, how many points you get with your season ticket? 230. Okay, no. So, I mean, 560 is a... I'm, a just, lot, I'm just checking my points now. I'm on. I'm just on the website now. I'm not logged on. Uh, I'm on 640, so I'm going oh, so to get it. So okay. yeah, I mean, so it's fair system though. I mean, the lottery system is. I always did worry before in the past. I'm talking five, six years ago when big games came around to get a ticket, you'd have to rush online or get on the phone or even be down at Millwall to get your ticket. So yeah, I think lottery points is is a fair system. Obviously, it's hard to work out when you had 18 months out. I suppose that's the only criticism, you know. No, right? they, but, they'll be carrying it. I mean, I think they probably do what they do, carry the year before. So correct. the last time we were there, they'd do it. Um, but when I was there, it, you know, looking at it, because at first when it came out, I raised questions, obviously, where I was when I was. But it, I was assured that every person within that bracket is guaranteed to get a mm-hmm. ticket within that period. So, I mean, here you've got what? So... Uh, Thursday, anyone from Thursday to Friday can get it. If they got 560, they're obviously going to be active to get a ticket. They should yeah. get And then 550, they should. And then obviously members go on sale on a Monday. So, you know, I think I think it is fair. Um, at first, I was like others where it's, oh, hang on, you know, you can't do it. But 
once you look into it and actually see the mechanics behind it, they do a lot of work to figure out how many people have got this many, right, we do that, how many of this. So, yeah, so everyone who wants one should be able to get one. And the fact that we're taking, what, 2,254 down there is um, is big numbers. The only one that's got me on there, have you seen it on there, is that on. the upper tier, it's 33 quid for a normal ticket. And if you want a restricted view, then it's £31. You think it'd be a lot cheaper for a restricted view because it is quite a restricted view at QPR as yeah. well, isn't it? It's, I've always been up the top tier as well. I've never been down the low tier at QPR. So I'm, looking, I'm definitely going to get a ticket for low tier for other choice tomorrow. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm buzzing for it, man. But, yeah, QPR is very tight and compact, but you do get to see most of the pitch still anyway. I think I've been in the corner a couple of times before, but if you're Millwall, you know, you can get a restricted ticket and go into the middle tier, a bit of the tier anyway. So <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no rules, uh, seat numbers when it comes to the away day. But... Yeah, I mean, it's obviously exciting. I can't wait, man. Two and a half thousand tickets. That's what it's about, Kai. Absolutely. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Um, it's also to start off with, this will be the London Derby first up. will be, will be good. Um, yeah. You know, long, how many years? Seven, eight years since we, since we beat them there. So, you know, it'd be great to start the season off with a, with a nice win there in front of a 2,500 Millwall fans. Go on, Mickey. Just, I mean, I was just going to do the tie. If you are listening to this first thing, um, or, or on YouTube, then tickets go on sale at 9.30 uh, with 560 loyal points. And then Friday, they go on sale again at 9.30 for 550 points and then remaining over the weekend for um, for season ticket. And then um, Monday for members with 140 points or above. And then Tuesday for members with 130 points or above. Um, and then I think it goes down from there. So, yeah, any... Um, yeah, so yeah, they're they're the days, and if you want to go, then then get involved. So um, I expect yeah, we to... will sell out, but it'll be interesting because obviously, I imagine there's people isolating or people that are you know maybe don't want to go at the moment for health reasons. So it will be interesting if we do actually like sell out as quick as I you know normally expect we... the London Derby first game season to be. Have we seen any um, restrictions like there is it um, Ipswich or not? I don't think if it's been released just yet about Millwall or the QPR game, so I'm not quite sure. Um, there was nothing last night. No, there was no. no. There was nothing last night. It was you never. You didn't have to wear. You they don't have to wear a mask. Um, I mean, it even goes so far as the health risk of the disc of the out, out of date alcohol on sale. Yeah, so, I saw that online. Two pounds. <laughs> that was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> it was. I was told it was a couple of year out of date. I, I don't. I don't know how how many. I just all I heard from behind me that they're selling out of date alcohol. So it was, well, that was quite funny. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you've got a chance in your army, I suppose if you advertise it being out of date, I would have thought it was against the law to sell out of alcohol, but I've not really searched into it before. So. I don't think it's against the law if you tell people, if you right. give them the... But, you know, still, realistically, you would have thought they would have probably, you know, realistically, they would have probably done it... You sort of, I suppose it's in a in a catch-22, because ideally you'd want to sell it cheap, but on the same point, you don't really want to sell it too cheap that people buy <laughs> too much and... And binge yeah. on it because realistically, you would have thought a pound a bottle would have got rid of it all. But I don't know. Yeah. Most people were saying it tasted the same, but I, I, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Paul Scully, you know, don't expect anything. <laughs> pretty much there right i mean i think we've reached our that's the end of the point here now lads i think that's the end of our second show anything you two want to add before i round up and plug socials all good i think that's i think that's it yeah yeah good oh, okay. yeah no i think it is i mean look those of you who look for your away tickets and look for your planning of your away days and all that 
check out the website. There is a section on there called, um, you know, Mill Way, which has links to all clubs, sat nav details, etc., etc. You know, stuff in the local area, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, keep checking out the website because as we're going forward closer and closer to the season, there will be um, lots of different news from available sites on there. So you can do one click. You can get the videos, you can get the pods on there. If you're not really into how you get the podcast, if you're watching this on, on YouTube, uh, you can go to the website, click all the um, all the information you want. There's various players, Apple, Spotify, Red Circle, YouTube videos are on there. Uh, everything you want is uh, is all in one place. So, uh, yeah, all good. There you go. Nice little hub for you there. Obviously, check out the website, like Mickey said there, www.datmillpodcast.co.uk. Follow us across our socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, at datmillpod. And obviously, check us out on YouTube if you're listening on that on audio. We've put bonus content out. Last night, we put a, a match vlog from Kai, who was obviously at the game yesterday for us from Gillingham. And, you know, we'll have more bonus content going out onto YouTube. And obviously, it's kind of the hub as well, in that sense, for video content. So, yeah, one last plug. We're in the FCA Football Content Awards. If you check out our website, you'll be able to fight for us. If you check out our Twitter, our pinned tweet, you'll be able to tweet out and obviously vote for us as well. So that's everything. Kai, thanks for joining me as always. Thank you very much for having me. I've enjoyed this. And Mickey, thanks for being here in a nice formal shirt. It's not been a work of day today. I mean, some of us work, you know, as much as I, you know, people don't think they do. What's oh, work? work. I, I'm, I'm isolated, mate. I'm, what's work? So I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, work is where you go out and earn money, unlike yeah. sitting on your ass. I know. You know I know. Yeah, it's kind of... Unlike sitting on your ass doing for cool. But then again, yeah. yeah, I've been I've been 19 days in isolation at this point. I'm I'm kind of forgetting what life's like outside. So I'm looking forward to getting out Saturday. Looking forward to getting to Ipswich as well. So that's definitely a plus for me. So um, yeah, yeah. No, look, I just want to say thank you very much to everyone. By the way, um, more and more viewers, more and more listeners, everything else. Uh, great comments coming across. Thank you very much. The comments really do make our day. We do read all of them across YouTube, pods, Twitter, Facebook, um, Insta, wherever. Uh, and really, really appreciate um, all of them, good or bad. Um, mm-hmm. But why don't you leave us a review? Because the more reviews you leave us on the appropriate channels, um, it really helps with the algorithms to pick up the show and share them with uh, more and more Millwall fans. Or just, you know, copy the link and send it to your pals via WhatsApp or text. That always helps as well. So, uh, yeah, many, many thanks for um, everything you're doing. And, uh yeah, we're enjoying yeah. it. So, yeah, it's good fun. That's it. We're fucking off. We'll be back on Sunday on YouTube or Monday on podcast formats. And like I said, we upload it a little bit earlier if you want to watch it on YouTube. So, yeah, thanks, guys. See you soon. Otis, 
Is it time to go or time to stay? Go or stay where, Spike? The beach, of course. Well, then it's both. It can't be both. It can be both. Just go early and stay late. Tell them how, lady. Avoid Baybridge delays when you go early and stay late. Get 24-7 traffic updates at 1-877-BASE-BAN at the MDTA on Twitter or Baybridge.com. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.